You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 24 Deadpool and Dead Avengers. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Good evening, or good morning to our listeners. <laughs> right, depending on where you are. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get started today, I would like to take a, a brief moment to acknowledge the passing of a Geek Watch favorite and someone that a lot of geeks around the world know. This week, uh, Margot Kidder passed away mm-hmm. on April 13th. Of course, she was a Canadian-American actress. She did the Amityville Horror. She got a daytime Emmy for a, a role she did recently in R.L. Stein's A Haunting Hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been on a stage actor and a movie actor. But, of course, she's most known for her role as Lois Lane in the Chris Reeve Superman series, mm-hmm. the first one in 1978. She was certainly a product of her time. Lois has always been, in the comics, a very spunky, very feisty, Mm -hmm. very headstrong reporter. And Margot Kidder was able to bring that out in a huge way in the movies. Now, of course, a lot of us older geeks, Margot wasn't our first Lois because we remember... George Reeves, right? Well, George Reeves, yeah. uh, uh, Noel Neal. Noel Neal. She played mm-hmm. uh, Lois Lane. Not to say that I was watching the show in the 50s. I'm not quite that old. <laughs> but of course, TBS started showing the old Superman shows on television, and that's how I caught that. And so Noel was the first Lois that I remember, live-action Lois. But Margot Kidder, she really brought something to that role. She was not any kind of a shrinking violet. And yes, Superman had to save mm-hmm. her, but usually because of the fact that she was rushing into danger all the time. Mm -hmm. She would be, if there's a burning building, she's going to run into it to to get that news story. I remember, I think it was the second Superman movie, there was a terrorist attack on Paris, and they they had set a bomb in the elevator. And Lois, of course, runs into the elevator. (laughs) And so Superman has to save her. But, you know, she was hardly, as I said, she was hardly a damsel in distress. Mm -hmm. Very often when she did need to be rescued is because she was running headlong into danger, which was the lowest character all through. But uh, she, she passed... had a big horror career, too. I can remember Black oh, yes. Christmas and now that she's with mm-hmm. R.L. Stines. Uh... Yeah. Well, and of course, her most famous horror role had to be the mother in, in Amityville Horror. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1979. It was like a year after Superman. And so, yeah, she had a, quite a range to her. Uh, mm-hmm. Later on in life, after a car accident slowed her down and she had some issues that she had to deal with but later on in the late 2000s she started to pick up again mm-hmm. and she did a lot of independent films a lot of television she made an appearance in smallville Aww. she was in smallville brothers and sisters she was in that and i think she was in a few episodes of the l word mm-hmm. and so well she won the daytime emmy award for the rl stein's haunting hour and mm-hmm. her role in that you know, later on in her life, she was able to get back doing what she does best, and she passed away May 13th at 69. She died in her sleep. And so we here at the Geek Watch, we wanted to take a moment to acknowledge Margot Kidder and her contributions to geek culture, to Superman, and for many of us being our first Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Godspeed, Margot Kidder. 
And so, going on to what we've got looking forward to in the geek world this week. I guess the biggest thing is Deadpool, right? Deadpool's Deadpool just, coming out on... Deadpool, yeah, well, Deadpool's uh, out now. Ah, it's in okay. theaters now. Mm-hmm. So, And I've been kind of reading a few of the reviews. I've been trying to avoid spoilers. Mm-hmm. But I've been reading a few of the w- reviews. I think right now in Rotten Tomatoes, they're getting 86%, I okay. think, at this point. The original Deadpool was like about 83 so it's about the same thing. I've seen a few bad reviews. I would say from critics that they didn't get it the first time, and after a year, they still haven't gotten it. But Deadpool is that type of movie. If you're into that sort of thing, this is the sort of thing you're going to be into. Mm -hmm. And I think that movies like Deadpool, they tend to be critic-proof. Because I honestly, the type of people who want to go see these movies... Aren't going to care what the... They're not really going to care what the critics Mm -hmm. have to say. Because it's like a lot of things in geek culture. When you like something, it's not really defensible. It's not like you can instantly explain to anybody why it is that you like what you like. You like it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And Deadpool is definitely one of those things. It definitely winks a lot to the comic book fan. There's a lot of in-jokes that some people might not get, and a regular movie would probably cut those jokes out because they're like, well, what's the point of telling a joke that maybe 25% of the audience will get? But the strength of the movie Mm -hmm. is the fact that it appreciates its fans, it throws nice little references out to the comic book fans, and it does a really good job, I think, or at least the first one certainly did, of giving you what you wanted. They showed you the trailer, it's like, well, this is what this movie's going to be like, do you like that? Oh, well, yes, I do. Well, here you go. Here's more of that. And... It looks like from everything that I've seen, the movie is going to deliver. Right. And uh, something that I watched today, it came out a few days ago, which I have loved for 10 years now. I'm a Marvel. I'm a DC. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. If you're not aware of this, it is, it's a parody of an old commercial about I'm a Mac and I'm a PC, the right. two different computers. Mm-hmm. But they took Marvel characters and DC characters and put them against each other. They put Tony Stark against Batman. They put the Hulk against... Oh, I can't remember, but they have the the action figures. Right. And so they've been doing this for 10 years now, and there's different episodes, and they're so funny. And they kind of hinted that this was going to be the last ever episode, and it was where DC finally said, you know what, Marvel, you win. We're not going to crack jokes at each other anymore because you're fussing at a uh, movie franchise that everyone hates, and we are fussing at a movie genre that everyone loves. So we're not getting anywhere. You know what, you win. And Deadpool's like, this can't be over, and it's uh, pretty funny. And then they're like, look, you know what, your movie's coming out. Let's just go see it, and it'll be fun. And then the kind of closes down sort of like the credits roll and then you get a post-credit scene and Deadpool looks at the camera and says you know this can't be over yet we have to keep going and then out of the shadows walks Rorschach <laughs> and he's like I'm here <laughs> and course. it's pretty funny go out and see it and go and uh, look it up on YouTube and watch all the I'm a Marvel I'm a DC's oh, they're yeah. hilarious yeah going back to Deadpool I'm really looking forward to yeah. that and here's the other thing that's funny Black Panther just came out in Blu-ray this week and mm-hmm. streaming, even though not only is it still in theaters, it's still in the top 10. <laughs> now, it's at it's at number 10, but it's still in the top 10, and you can still go into movie theaters oh. and see it. So it's that just shows when they have come up with release dates for Blu-rays and, and DVDs and that sort of thing. Those things are done months and months mm-hmm. and months in advance, and... 
I'm sure that they thought at this point that, especially with, with Infinity War being out, that the Surely movie... it would have died down. Yes, yeah, certainly nope. it would be out of the theaters by now, but no, nope. not, not quite yet. Mm-mm. It's still in the top ten. So you can go to the movie theater, you can watch Black Panther, and then you can go home and listen to the commentary track. Yes, so there, nice. I just find that kind of funny, but yes, there very. you go. So we've got Deadpool, we've got, then a, is it Ant-Man and Wasp? Ant-Man or, and the Wasp. I or am, is it, or does Solo come first? Uh... I want to say that the solo movie comes first, and then we get Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then I'm trying I to think, think Jurassic Park might uh, be. And Jurassic Park has this brilliant. Oh, it's a, such a good marketing strategy. Uh, adopt a dinosaur, and it's so. Oh, it's it's adorable. You know, they've got Chris Pratt, they've got Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, doing commercials saying you can save dinosaurs and i honestly felt i was like man we've got to save the dinosaurs or they're going to go extinct <laughs> oh yeah did you see the it's funny you mentioned that did you see the uh the bit that they did the video where bryce dallas howard and chris pratt are trying to board a plane did you see this one i don't one? think so no yeah and they're trying to check a pet carrier and there's a dinosaur in it <laughs> And he's like, we can't let that on board. And Chris is like, no, this is my service animal. <laughs> I have anxieties when I fly. It's adorable. Yeah, so apparently it's blue from the, Bryce Dallas Howard. So yeah, he raised this one from a, like a little baby, and it's he's, it's very comforting. Oh, an ADHD moment. Okay. I am really excited about that Ron Howard just announced Willow 2. Oh, yes, I saw and, that. And then I immediately thought, okay, Bryce Dallas Howard is going to be grown up Elora Adanon. So, I don't see a problem with that. Oh, it's, yeah, it's exciting. And, you know, Warwick Davis, I, who I love, and maybe Val Kilmer will come back out and, oh, you yeah. know, we'll have a great movie. I have full faith in Ron Howard. Um, I tell you, what I do want to end the show with today is there was an article I saw in the Huffington Post, and I mentioned it to you briefly, but oh yes, there was an interview oh. with the Russo brothers, and the conversation, well, okay, first of all, Needless to say, we're going to talk about Avengers Infinity War, which means, spoiler, if you've not seen the movie yet, stop this podcast. At this point, we're going to talk about things that happen in the movie. Uh, if you've not seen it yet, please go, go see it. Go see it. <laughs> Still in theaters. It's made over a billion dollars. They don't necessarily need your money, but give it to them anyway. <laughs> and so stop the podcast, but come back and we can talk about this. Listen to what we have to say, but... Getting back to this interview with the Huffington Post, the conversation turns to death for some reason. Hmm, I wonder why. Well, because there was a lot of deaths. And so some people died and some people didn't. Deaths in quotation marks. But there were a lot of questions that were answered also in these deaths. The one big one for me that was finally answered was what kind of tree is Groot? Well, I mean, he's a walking tree, but he's not a pine tree, although he does seem to be evergreen. And I, I first assumed... Cypress? Well, I first assumed an oak tree, mm. but by the end of Infinity War, I knew exactly what kind of tree he was. What kind? An ash. Ugh. I'm sorry, oh, too Brian. soon? <laughs> we need, we have the ADHD uh, jingle. <laughs> We're going to need a bad pun jingle. Oh, oh. well, I'm, oh, I'm sorry about that. There you, well, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm sorry, mm. not sorry. Mm. So what happened is this conversation with the Russo brothers turned to the deaths that happened at the end of Infinity War. And ah, the, the finger snap at the mm-hmm. end that caused a bunch of fan favorite characters to die. But mm-hmm. there were a lot of off-screen possibilities for life and death. Oh, tell me Princess Shuri survives. Well, we'll get to we that. We need her. I did find it interesting that the Russos didn't talk about Pepper Potts and nobody asked. 
So she wasn't included. So I don't know. What I'm going to do is I'm going to name some names off. And we'll, I know some of them, I, I, there's like one or two of them we talked about, but I left a lot of these out. But we'll see what your guess is. Because you haven't okay. read, as I recall, I you haven't not. read this article. Mm-mm. And so what we'll do is we'll do My is, guess? My best yeah, we'll guess? Yeah, okay. we'll see what your guess is. Let's start with Howard the Duck, who was played by Seth Green. He was in a couple of... Oh, God. Alive or dead. He needs to be alive. He oh. needs to. I want him to be alive just because I'm a product of when I saw that movie and I loved Howard the Duck. So please tell me he's alive. Okay. Status, he's safe. Oh, good. Dr- director comment, he survived, said Joe. Fantastic. Yay, Howard. Yeah, so he was in the Quack first... Quack-Foo lives on. Let's uh, look at another one here. How about actor Loki, played by Matt Damon? Now, he was in the... In Ragnarok, Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. during the play scene, it was very Greek play. It was the yeah, exactly they took from a, the Greek, classic Greek. a Greek tragedy, and so they um, sort of a mocking. Uh, I don't think it would be fair if real Loki died and fake Loki lived. So I, I kind of hope he died. Well, Matt Damon, sorry, but you're dead. So yes, Matt Damon died. Okay, did All not right. survive, said Joe. So mm-hmm. now this next one is going to be interesting, and I don't want to okay. say more about it than this. But this was a name I hadn't thought of in a long time. Jane Foster, who is Thor's girlfriend, ah, her, his significant okay. other in the first two Thor movies, played by Natalie Portman. Okay. Um, so now Natalie Portman had at one time said, you know, she wasn't coming back to the role. But she also said later on that she wouldn't be against maybe coming back. Okay. But alive or dead, what do you think? Well, because she plays the character that takes on the mantle of Thor, correct? In the, in in the, the comic. Yes. Okay. I hope that she would be alive just so that... If there's even a chance that even if it wasn't her that portrayed her, I don't know, maybe uh, Kira Knightley comes in because they look exactly alike <laughs> to play female <laughs> Thor. I hope so. I hope that she's alive. I want her to be alive. Okay, now here's... Now, the answer to this one is a bit of a curve. Mm-hmm. Because to answer, is she alive or dead, the director said it's too spoilery to mention. They said we can't but, say... Uh, Brian... That was a dirty trick. That was a dirty trick. Basically, they said, when we say spoiler, we mean a potential spoiler. Mm. So they didn't want to say. Mm-hmm. Now, what th- what that means, is they're saying potential spoiler. So it's like, we're not saying she's coming back. We're not saying that she isn't. But apparently, they were willing to talk about a few characters, but they weren't willing to talk about Jane Foster. Mm-hmm. So okay. not saying she's coming back, but not saying she isn't coming back. All right. So, but going back to old girlfriends we haven't seen in a old while. Old girlfriends, Okay. Betty Ross, played by Liv Tyler. She was in the first uh, of the Hulk. Pre- the Hulk movies. Back when it was... Uh... The opposite... Yeah, when it was uh, Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Um... Exactly. And we haven't seen her since, and she hasn't been mentioned, although her dad, General Thunderbolt Ross, has <laughs> been funny. in some of the Avengers movies okay. afterwards. But Betty has not been seen. But, question, alive or dead? Um, see, I... I'm okay with her going because where the story has progressed, there's not going to be much heartbreak on our side. So I will say dead. Gone, says Joe. Yes, she is dead. She's been ashed, which to me is kind of a disappointment. I'm still waiting for that moment in an Avengers movie when they have Liv Tyler come back on the set as Betty Ross, where she shows up. In a moment where Bruce Banner is flirting with Black Widow, mm, mm-hmm. just so that she can deliver the line, Bruce, you've changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, next, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now this this is a deep cut. This is two characters, and they've only appeared in one movie, Thor Ragnarok. 
Korg and Meek, the <gasps> big stone yes, character, and hey, little... we're gonna get on this spaceship and yeah, go and, off. and his buddy Meek. Um, I suspect that they died with the Asgardians, right, on the ship. Wouldn't they have? Well, supposedly Thanos spared half of them. Hmm. They must have left on some sort of transport because, of course, he eventually blows the ship up. Mm-hmm. I did say spoilers, folks, but and but that's right at the beginning. So, so that's the question. Korg and Meek. I say they're dead. Too spoilery is the answer. Oh. Spoiler said Joe. Okay. Joe he, All right. This... Probably still alive, but Joe Russo says we can't say too much of a spoiler. <sighs> too spoilery. All right. The moment you've been waiting for. Shuri. Please be alive. I want her to be alive. She has to be alive. She has to take on Black Panther until we get T'Challa back. Joe says, spoiler. Are you serious? Weirdly (sighs) unknown. In interviews, they have mentioned that Shuri is a possible replacement for Black Panther. So they've mentioned that, you know, hey, in the comics, she was Mm -hmm. a Black Panther. And and the Russos mentioned it. So She doesn't need to replace. She just needs to substitute for a while. Well, I mean... She's important. She has other work to do. What the interviewer said is that, to him, it didn't make much sense why they wouldn't just say that she's okay. But, yeah, she's probably okay. But they said spoilers, so... All right. Getting back to Thor, Lady Sif, Jamie Alexander, one of the Warriors Three that didn't appear in the third Thor movie. Wait, didn't appear in Ragnarok? She wasn't in Ragnarok. Okay. The other two, the Warriors okay. Three, was there, and both mm. of them died. Okay, well, if she wasn't with the Asgardians, I'd say she's alive. Super dead. Gone, said Joe. man. Well, part of the reason that they talked about this was because, of course, she's filming Blindspot. She has filming obligations. She wasn't in Ragnarok. She's not going to be in Avengers 4. And so I figured they just said, well, okay, Mm. she got ashed. Okay, let's let's do a little bit of Spider-Man. Ned, Peter Parker's friend. Oh, who said we're all going to die? Yes. He's definitely alive. He has to live. Spoiler. That's what they said. You know, it's like... Again, Sony is like, come on, guys. Exactly. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, I can't... I hope they didn't ash poor Ned. But if they did, I hope they bring him back. Maybe Spider-Man has some, some company in the hereafter and mm. Ned will be useful. Because Ned, of course, has been uh, in Spider-Man Homecoming. Ned was a huge part of... He was definitely Spider-Man's sidekick in, in a lot of ways. But sticking with Spider-Man, Aunt May, Marissa Tomei. Oh, gosh. I just, if she is alive and that meeting with her and Tony is just going to be heartbreaking. Yeah. So she's probably alive because they'll want to hurt us bad like that. Oh, yeah. Well, and she is safe. Uh, Anthony said she is safe. I I do want that moment, and I don't know if we're going to get it, but I do want that moment where Tony is talking to Aunt May, trying to explain what happened. Mm. And Aunt May mentions, finally, and Tony gets to hear about this because it's never been mentioned in the movies, although outside the movies this is known as canon, is that in Iron Man 2, that scene where the little boy... Yeah, that was... mm -hmm. That's Peter Parker. It started off as one of those fan theory things. Exactly. And then they just adopt it. And then Kevin Feige said, yep, that's who it was. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see that moment, as heartbreaking as it would be, for Tony Stark to learn that that kid, that he said, great shot, kid, that that was Peter Parker the whole time. And then he had met him before. Heartbreaking, but I'd love to see it. Okay, one more to go. And this is going to be a rough one. Nakia, Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, she's alive. Unknown, but probably safe. Oh. 
Well, I hope so. Who's who's taking care of the the shelter? Yeah. Out in Basically, what Anthony LA. said was the reason she didn't appear in Infinity War was she's on missions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Deep undercover, but that's all that they had to say about it. So, mm. but again, what kind of worries me is nobody mentioned Pepper Potts at all. Mm. Nobody mentioned Thunderbolt Ross. I don't know his situation. There are still some some characters out there that we are still up in the air about. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll find out in about a year. <laughs> so we'll be back here in twelve months talking well, about this. Oh yes, mm-hmm. and all. But before that happens, we get Ant Man and the Wasp. And mm-hmm. I, have you been watching the commercials for Ant Man and the Wasp? <laughs> nope. Oh, there's great because it started out with all the actors from. Well, not all of them, but a good chunk of the actors from Infinity War answering the question, how come Ant-Man and the Wasp weren't there? And so mm-hmm. each one had their little theory about it. And, of course, it ends with the actors who play Ant-Man and the Wasp. They kind of look at each other as if to say, well, watch our movie that's coming up and you'll get to find out how all that all that happened. And, of course, I'm definitely looking forward to that. So we'll have that. We'll have Captain Marvel, which I've been lo- hoping for a teaser trailer. I've been hoping for something. Nope. There's been a lot of fan trailers out, but I think maybe they're they're not one to overshadow Ant-Man and the Wasp. Could be. Mm-hmm. But I'm more than anxious to see a, a really good trailer for Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen it yet, but it's going to break the internet when it happens. It's kind of funny because Kevin Smith has said this a whole lot of times, and I'm not sure it's true, but it certainly seems like it's true, is that every time Warner Brothers in DC, they wanted to put a movie out, they've got something that they're trying to promote superhero-wise, suddenly Marvel drops this amazing trailer that breaks the internet. And I'm not saying they're doing that on purpose, but it's happened a whole lot of times. (laughs) And so, but I don't think they're going to wait all the way until Aquaman comes out for them to drop the Captain they Marvel trailer because that's that's going to be a, a long ways off. But that Let's would be a see. that would be a kind of a crappy thing to do. But I Definitely. guess if they wait that long and we don't see a trailer for Captain Marvel Before until Christmas, uh, you know, if it happens right as Aquaman winds up in the theaters, if we suddenly at that moment. Suddenly, Marvel decides to put out the Captain Marvel trailer. I'm going to have a really hard time <laughs> not believing the conspiracy theories that Kim Smith has put out at this point. I, I'm, I might have to re-examine my life. I might have to figure out what's going on here. But I guess that we will see. We'll so. see. But Deadpool this weekend. And mm-hmm. I figure if we both get a chance to see it this weekend, next week, we'll, we'll, have, a lot, we'll a have a lot to talk about. We'll do a spoiler discussion on Deadpool 2. And so, until next time, for Mandy Petre, this is Brian Hatcher reminding you that we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the GeekWatch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The GeekWatch podcast is a Hanging J production.